Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the Whose World Is It Talk radio show, where our guests discuss race, music, and culture in today's society. Pardon. 
Becomes nearer, the past clearer, the present wearing, and the future, if not cautious, fearfully disparaging. I glimpse into the hundreds of years of terrors, of hatred, fear, disillusions, wars, and human error. Grimacing upon the label of superiority, the miscalculation of those branded inferiority, the drastic abuse of supreme authority, and the misunderstanding of love and religion, and the widespread consequences too vast to be a smidgen. Frantic. By the haunting memoirs of discriminations from our very own righteous nation, the unforgettable chattel slavery, many crippled and lynched for bravery, evoking the tyranny of being black, sold as property cheaper than crack, of being woman, color didn't matter, but black. And woman, no dreams to shatter. Black man, downtrodden, three fifths of a man. His burdens, his cross, only God understands. Freedom, religion, self-worth hijacked, 
Disunity to all, the whole world on a downfall. My wrinkles, sheer worries of trying to fit in. Too light for black and too dark for white. If not too fat, I'm too thick or too thin. Money blustered on, man made butts, suction out fat. And seductive tummy tucks, pull back faces. Who gives a buck if you pack your lips with cheap cement or swallow them voluptuously with expensive Botox? Or if black men and black boys are slaughtered by cops? Pairing the shame of education. The loss of commitment, the loss of dedication, selling our children's future for gold, peddling education and weakening their souls, wasting their minds, no longer reprimanding their unscrupulous behinds, men sagging their pants like fools, looking crazy and thinking it's cool. Surely they think you cannot breed, can't succeed and hooked on weed. Our ancestors weeping in their graves, losing their lives for better days. For us, they must be disgusting. Scrutinizing the realization of the next generation, led down the road of. Utter damnation. Still a slave to a slave master named procrastination. Has a brother. They call him probation. Due to the rise of demoralization, it would be the downfall of civilization. Already a plummet of socialization, an era of faceless and miscommunication. A hopeless situation. Until I stared into the heart of my soul, a better future I could then behold. A vision that begins with me to first accept that love and not hate is the key. Caring for others unconditionally. To evenly respect those different than me, to make the whole world wholesome 
like it's supposed to be? How do I love white if I don't love black? How then can I hate my sister because she's addicted to crack? How do I love gay if I'm afraid to love straight? Scared to parade my affections? Terrified by my own desires? My orgasms are fake. While staring into the mirror, finding myself in the mirror, I found the answer staring me in the mirror. When the past suddenly became clearer, love revealed a future dearer. Search within you first to be approved, and you will see clearly that the answer lies within you. Thanks for listening, and I hope to see you again the next time. Hello, listeners. I'm DJ Opus of J&J Entertainment, and welcome back to... Whose World Is It Talk Radio? That poem you heard was by Sharon W. Askew called In the Mirror. The first track you heard was by Gregory Porter, Take Me to the Alley. Today's show is entitled Chapter One, Women's Perspective. We'll be right back after this commercial break on KEPXRadio.com, Soul Express. Hello, welcome ladies and gentlemen, and this is another edition of the Whose World Is It Talk Radio. Today I have a guest, her name is Brandy St. Remy. How you doing? Hi, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good myself. Well, today I'm going to ask you a few questions, you know, it's going to be about race, music, and culture, and if you can just let the people know a little bit about yourself. Prime America. All right. Prime now, America. Prime America. Okay. Now, how long have you been doing that? I've been a part of the company since 2010. Okay. Um, I went regional vice president in 2000 and um, the end of 2015, beginning of 2016. Okay. Now, as a female working in this business, um, first of all, what, what is what is your race? Okay. Um, I'm Haitian as well. My father's Haitian. My mother is um, 
Okay. Now, as a female uh, in the in the workforce, um, as far as race is concerned, have you ran across any racial tension? Um, and if you did, how did you deal with it? And what's your advice to any uh, other African American females, you know, in the workforce? So when you mention uh, your skin tone, now you, as in the in the black community, do you still feel there's a deep issue with this whole dark skin, light skin thing? I mean, how, what's your take on that? Seventeen, and we're still dealing with the issue of skin tone, and that's that's to me that's crazy. But um, I've I've this is not the first time I've heard about that. Um, you would think at this point we have moved on, but there's still some issues with that. And um, what would you advise uh, a young lady or a young or a young male? Um, of a dark complexion, you know, with, with how to deal with that? Because some people are real. Some people have real issues with that. I've met some people that say, "Well, you know, I wish I was lighter." You know, and it's like, "Wow, like, okay, you really think you would have a better life?" You know, like you're really that unhappy with yourself. So, what would you? What would your advice be to them? Baby dolls and things right. like that. Um, but as I grew 
older and I learned more about myself, I, you know, I learned how to love myself for who I am. Uh-huh. So they would just have to learn how to love themselves for who they are. I was, when I was younger and someone gave me two pictures of a fair-skinned, bright-skinned, light-skinned young lady and a dark-skinned young lady and they asked me, well, who's prettier? And I, I pointed myself to the light-skinned young lady. Wow. And um, didn't even think that I actually was denying myself at that point in time. I actually, at that point in time, thought that she was much prettier. Right. But, um, you know, the Willie Lynch syndrome of being programmed uh-huh. that way, um, of separating ourselves. We're the same race, we're the same people. Right. But um, with, within, we, are, we definitely separate ourselves as uh-huh. far as who's better, who's worse, based, based off of our yeah and, and and it's just you know just to be clear it's it's it happens in other races too i mean you know this thing about um if you have blonde hair you know if you're if you're a, a white female if you have blonde hair that they get picked over you know than a young lady with uh who's a brunette or you know and it's and i often wonder like where did that come from you know like who set the you know who said well this is what it is you know what i mean and i feel that people don't realize how especially like you said when you were four how damaging that is especially to kids you know because now when you had this issue were your parents aware of it or you just kept it to yourself Now, at some point, did you actually, did you tell them later on, or? No, I never told them. Right, okay. Well, how do you think they would react to that? Pretty upset, huh? I don't really know how they would react. Um, you know, I think my mom and dad would have probably just told me to get over it. <laughs> my father was from Haitian descent, so he really okay. didn't have too much patience with, um, mm-hmm things like matters of the heart he he grew up kind of rough okay those are not real issues for him okay I see now okay now being that your father's from Haiti what um what things from Haiti did he instill in you um that you would like to pass on or felt helped you as a, a, a young female Big on education, um, a good work ethic okay. is what he's all about. Um, being a young lady, respectful, um, making sure that you're respected, all of those things were important to him. Okay. Now, um, is there still, now I know years ago, um, well, I grew up, I grew up in New York, and, um, I had friends who were Haitian, I had friends that were Jamaican, from Trinidad, all, you know, and it was this big issue with Haitian and Jamaican, and I could never figure out, you know, what the, what the problem is, and I noticed being here in Orlando, you have a large Haitian community and a Jamaican community, is that still an issue, or no? Right. Um, and I know a lot of Jamaicans who get along with Haitians 
As far as as music goes, what I find interesting is that you know this this race will say they don't like this race, but when it comes to music, everybody runs to the dance floor, and there's there's not a problem. So if you go to a reggae 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 club, and um, a certain song comes on, you see Haitians, Jamaican, you see everybody on the floor. Am I correct? Right. to create a positive atmosphere when, hey, listen, you're going to let it go? You know, let it go. Let's have fun and let's right. enjoy each other. Right. And see, now, why is it that we can do that with music, but when it comes to uh, 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 seeing somebody in the store or walking down the street, there's a disconnect, you know? And, and I'm trying to figure out, what is that disconnect? Like, why is it? Because we're not listening to the same song you know I can look at you eye to eye then and everything's okay but if I'm walking by you in the street you give me this you know eye like oh don't say nothing to me get away from me you know so um, do you have any advice on how we can work on that do you feel it's something that um, has to do with exposure education okay of course I do Say that again. Find ways to help us value each other. 
Okay. Um, because if we value our brother, then, you know, I believe that we things would be much better. Um, people would not be so quick to pull the trigger because I, I need, you know, my fellow man um, in order to be prosperous. So mm-hmm. we just need to find different ways for us to be of value to one another instead of, hey, you know, I'm just going to throw this person away um, without thinking about the positive that's added to my mm-hmm. life. Okay. Now, um, as far as exposure, what things do you, because you have uh, daughters, what things do you do with them to, you know, expose them to different uh, cultures, you know, and so forth? Well, we travel. Okay. And two years ago, I took them to Selma to walk the Edmund Pettus Bridge okay. and talk to them about their history and basically educated them of where we came from, what we fought for. So when I spoke to my oldest one at the time, she's now um, 13 by the time she was 11, and she said, you know, I this is what she said, I feel their spirit. This is the reason why I need to go to school Wow. I have the doing that as a parent do you feel that um, the schools they're attending do you think they need to uh, deal with that more or do you feel like they they're doing as much as they can right now of course black history is our history um, I've even spoke to um, white people and say that they that should be in the history books because it's all of our history right okay that's good. Um, the schools that they go to, are they um, do they deal with different races there, or does the kids usually stick with their own kind? I mean, do you know? Do they, do they talk about it or no? Oh, they do. They even did a Black History event. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, they did a Black History event back in February, so they are very um, into talking about it. Right, so um, are there diversity groups at the school or do, do, do they talk about that? No, they actually don't sit down and talk like that, but it would be nice for them to talk like that and, mm-hmm. um, you know, talk about our history, all of our history. Right. Because, and, you know, let, let them be in the know. The reason I ask, because, you know, when you think about people raising kids, um, raising their children 
you know, kids spend most of their time in school. And then by the time they get home from school, you basically, you know, there's not a lot of time, you know, uh, especially if you're a single parent, you know, it's hard, you know, you, you, you have to get them ready for the next day. So you got to have dinner, homework, they need time to sleep. Then you have the weekend. So when the weekend comes, you know, you try to do stuff, you know, try to get them maybe involved in some kind of sports activity or like you took your, your, your daughters to Selma. So for the parents that are not able to do that, what would you advise them to do? <laughs> I would I would advise them to take an assessment as far as where they are in I didn't hear that. Say that again. I would I would advise them to take an assessment. Okay. To to take an assessment of where they are now, um, and, and where they would want to be in the next three to five years. Uh-huh. Um, I mean sometimes we actually have to dissect and find out, you know, stop for a second and find out, well, what am I doing? What have I been doing for the last five years? And do I want to still be here for the next for the next five years? Uh-huh. So once you break that down, you'll be able to really put your hands on what changes need to be made, whether financially, um, whether you need to change jobs, maybe if you need to start your own business so you can have more time with your children, be there before school, either after school and that's just one of the things that I did myself you know I started my own business so I could be there for my children and okay. give them everything that they that they need um, not spoiling them of course but basically giving them everything that they, they need and be there uh-huh. now you mentioned Selma and you know you have the civil rights movement back then in the, in the 60s and from that, from the civil rights movement uh, up until now, do you think at, uh, we lost focus or are we still on the, you know, on the same path, but do, do, doing it a different way? I mean, what's your take on that? I think we totally, totally lost focus because people never highlight that Martin Luther King also talked about you making financial changes and the way that you spend your money. It's always the best thing. You broke up. What'd you say? I'm sorry. Can you, you hear me? You said it's always the what? Always the fight on race. Uh-huh. No one ever highlights that he talked about black people making in the way that they spend their money and in the way that where they put their money and what they're doing with their money. Mm-hmm. That's never highlighted. Mm-hmm. So I think that, yes, we missed the mark because we're so focused on race. We're so focused on inequality. We're not focus on it. Mm-hmm. But I believe that it's really time for us to come together as a people and educate us ourselves financially so that we can help each other really win in the money game. Okay. Now, do you feel that there will ever be 
racial equality in America. And what I mean by that is where you go to fill out an application for a job or apply for credit and they don't ask you what your race is. feel that there will be applications with no race, no nothing. That's 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 good. Because um, you know, some people I've talked to said, oh, that will never happen because that's just the way it is. So that's, I find that interesting how people, you know, have different views on that, you know. Um, and I'd like to thank you for this interview. And if you'd like to mention your business once again so people can know to how to get in contact with you yes yes thank you so much for um, allowing me um, to be a guest on your show you're welcome and again my name is thank you my name is Brandy St. Remy um, I'm a regional vice president at Primerica Financial Services and we are all about fighting that good fight um, we, you know we fought for silver, civil rights now we're going to fight that good fight for Fight. I missed the last part. Say that. Say that last part again. Um, we're here to basically educate everyone on where to put their money, how to make it save more money for retirement, and how to build their assets under management. So, very excited to share this information with you all, and I can't wait to hear from you. Um, the number is Earl seven six one zero zero nine two two. Okay, go back to the part where you said you said something about civil rights, and then it went out after that. So, okay, yes. So back to um, what you just stated. Do you, I think we kind of are missing the mark or kind of unfocused, and I feel that we are because it's not just about civil rights. Okay, it's about silver rights. That's S I L B E R, silver rights, and that's coin. And it's about the financial inequalities in our culture. Uh, there's a huge wealth gap in our African-American, black people culture. And we're here to educate people to get that gap closed. So um, we're here to fight that civil rights uh, fight and movement. Okay. One zero zero two nine nine um zero nine two two. Sorry about that. And um, you can get with me and learn how you can join the fight. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a brief pause for a commercial, and we'll be right back to whose world is it?
baby, rejoice daily. I believe love could bring us closer than blood. I remember having four stepmoms at nine. Love Christmas time and birthday was fly. Hit my sister just for dinner cause her cooking was bomb. Her mother's supper made me love her like she took me to prime. And shout out to my sisters on welfare. I could care if nobody else cared And shout out stepsisters and the stepbrothers And god sisters who eventually slept with us
Hit with four lovely tracks by four lovely women. The first track was by Train Nichelle called Chocolate Rain. Train Nichelle, she's an artist from out of Charleston, South Carolina. You can contact her on Facebook at Trey Nichelle, Me, Myself, and I Productions. And the second track was by Emily Surti. She's on Facebook as well. Surti, S U R T E E. Her track was called Melancholy Rain. And third track, you know this young lady, Alicia Keys, Blended Family. And last but not least was the track by Fantasia called No Time For It. You are listening to Whose World Is It Talk Radio. I'm your host, DJ Opus. We'll be right back with another interview. Hello and welcome to Whose World Is It Talk Radio. My next guest is O'Neill. O'Neill, how you doing? Doing good. How are you tonight? I'm not bad. Um, of course, I'm going to ask you some questions about uh, race. And uh, before I do that, let's just let the people know sort of where you're from and and where you're living at now and, and so forth. Just tell us a bit about yourself. I'm originally from Greenville, South Carolina, and I moved to Charleston in college in 2006, and I've been in Charleston ever since. Okay, all right. So, as uh, growing up in Greenville, South Carolina, when did <clears throat> when did race become a factor in your life, or did you? Well, I'm. Go ahead. still remember those like you know uh, people often think that oh well you know they were kids and they were just joking and teasing but they don't really you know realize how it affects someone now how did, did it affect you or did you just did you blow it off or I mean how did you deal with it um, I feel like it really affected me because it escalated in middle school and in high school mm. school would say you know my white friends would be like oh we didn't know you were black you're not like the rest of them and I'm thinking what does that mean you know and so it was kind of like teetering the line and then I have a lot of black kids that would keep me because I wasn't black enough for their taste and so and Snapchat and things weren't admitted 
when I was in high school because, you know, in gym class, they pantsed me and everything came down. I was just so humiliated. And one of the girls, after she did it, she goes, ooh, she pulled her pants up like a white girl. She thinks wow. she's white. You know? Wow. So for a kid, you know, growing up in, you know, in these times right now, like, you know, like you mentioned, YouTube and Snapchat and all this stuff. What would you recommend for that child to do? Because, you know, uh, that's that's a lot to deal with at a young age. I mean, do you have any advice? It's hard because, you know, kids, if they try to go to an adult, oftentimes the bullying or the teasing can get worse. Right, right, right. You like know, and I didn't go to teachers or administration for that very reason because I was scared of retaliation. So I would right. almost have to caution the administration and the teachers to make sure that they were watching out for that kind of thing. Okay, so you told you told the you told the teachers, but you didn't really say, "Well, this person did it." You just kind of made it a broad. Like, well, these, these kids are doing it. Be careful. You know, be mindful of what they're doing. Or did you just say it was this No, I never there? even told them. You never even told them? Oh, okay. No, because I was afraid of retaliation. It was like a group of girls. Oh, wow. And so it was like, if you got one of them in trouble, their whole friend group could jump to you in the bathroom or after school or you have yeah, people yeah. in the fight you. So oh, yeah. I just didn't even want to risk that. So now, did you? Was it something you told your parents, or you just kind of kept it to yourself because you were afraid they would go down to the school and complain? Or how did you? Yeah, do that? I told my parents, but then I begged them not to to escalate it any further than that. And I told them, you know, just let me handle it. And you know, and luckily I had a, a good support system of friends at school, and you know, they kind of watched out for me after that. Oh, okay. Okay, so you did. So you were able to at least have a few friends that sort of didn't let the race thing, you know. Uh, they, well, they didn't join in, or they didn't, you know, set themselves away from apart from you, saying, "Well, you know, we don't want to be around her because she doesn't know what she is, or she's not black enough, or she's trying to pretend that she's white." So right. I guess at, at at this point, at you know, what I'm looking at is, you know, there's just a few that are out there like that, and what I'm trying to do is reach to those few kids that were doing that in a way where it doesn't cause retaliation, where you kind of let their parents know what they're doing, and that's 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 yeah. kind of tough. So. You know, you have any ideas on how you could do that, or how would what you think schools should do now? Because it's way worse now because everything's, you know, all these kids have cell phones, and you know, so I'm wondering, you know, should there be a, a special system in place in the school system to deal with this? Because I know when I school I went to, it wasn't, you know, everybody just did their own thing and. You know, so I'm like, what happened to you? If it happened, well, yeah, it happened, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, and nowadays, you know, <laughs> that's not good because kids are retaliating now. That And they, these are the ones that's being picked on. And they're coming to school and they're taking people out. They're not even, you know. Yeah. 
So even, you know, and some of the kids that were innocent, you know, sometimes get caught up in it, you know. So, you know, they have, they have to work on something. I don't know, you know, what schools Maybe are doing. Maybe an anonymous type tip line or... Right, okay. system in the school, if you see something, say something. Right. Even if it doesn't involve you. Right. You know, I think that something really helpful would be like a diversity workshop. Okay. Something after school, you know, because a lot of people question, does the responsibility fall to the parents or does it fall to the teachers? talk to their kids about bullying and about, mm-hmm. you know, outsiders and people wanting to belong, you know, right. and I think that kids have to be in school, you know, seven, eight hours a day anyway, right. so why not, instead of detention, um, have some time where maybe the kids can be in a workshop, right. and, you know, when I was in college, they did a similar thing where everybody would stand in a circle, and we had this, um, facilitator named Greg who would come in and he would say you know step into the circle if you've ever lost a family member oh okay okay step into the circle if you've ever been a victim of bullying and so by the end of it you would look around the room and see that at least one every single person had stepped into that circle that's been yeah Yeah, is that affected them Right. <laughs> you know, it's funny you mention that, you know, as far as you mentioned it happened in high school, I, you know, I feel that not only should the students go through that, but I think the teachers should go through that as well because I think you're yeah, some of them have that has happened to them and they've never said anything about it. And you know, and it's like you're carrying that baggage and that, and that's not good. Because you might see a student that reminds you of the student that, you know, uh, 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 harassed you or bullied you. So, you know, I I also feel like, you know, you got a lot of police officers that that's what happened to them. And when they finally got a badge and a gun, it kind of went to their head and said, well, you know what? I run across a guy who I think he's a tough guy. You know, I'm going to treat him in such manner. And sometimes, you know, you might be wrong. You know, your radar might be off that day, you know. So, yeah, that, that's very interesting. Yeah, I like that you brought that up. I mean, um, I think more schools need to um, put that in their uh, in their curriculum. Because you can say the kid, you can say the kid's parents, but, you know, uh, some kids, you know, their, their lifestyle at home is not, you know, what you see on TV, you know. It's just not, you know, it's, you have to... Uh, you have kids who don't have friends of opposite races. Right, so exactly. In the lunchroom, exactly. they might just sit, you know, all the black kids might sit with all the black kids. And the yep. And if their neighborhood is like that... might not have... Yeah. Yeah, well, you got it. Got a serious, serious problem. I mean, I know some kids that their parents don't even let them come outside, you know, unless they're outside with them, like right there. And you know, you can't tell people what to do with their kids, but at least if they're in school and they get that experience, at least they're aware of there are people that's going to look different, different than you, talk different than you, dress different. And it won't be uh, a thing where you feel isolated if you're, yeah. you know, um, 
but the thing that's amazing to me is when it comes to music it seems to me it doesn't make a difference sometimes like you you throw on a a track from a certain uh from a certain artist and everybody's on the dance floor happy you know not worrying about you know the color of your skin that what you're wearing so there's a there's there's some kind of you know uh disconnect i should say where oh it's okay if we all dance to Michael Jackson or Jay-Z it's cool it's alright but then I don't want you sitting next to me you know what I mean I don't I don't yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> that some of that even goes back to like you know the concerts of the 50s and 60s when the Beatles would come or the Temptations would come down south right they have to put a line down the middle and they yeah say, yeah The same song. It's great. And it's like now the lines are gone, but at the same time it's like an imaginary line, you know? And uh, yeah. I think I think it's gotten better since then. I mean it's of course but it's still there and I think it's something that people just don't want to talk about or they or they refuse to talk about it. Now, um how did you feel as your you were being teased about uh, the way you looked and your skin tone. Now, when you got older and you started dating and this and that, did that have an effect on you? Or did you just say, well, you know what, it, it doesn't matter? Or did you lean, to, you know, well, I'm going to deal with this because I was treated better by them. Or I'm just going to see how it is to be with somebody that didn't accept me. How, how did you... You know. Well, I'd have to say that my faith actually shaped a lot of my views on dating. And I was raised in the Baha'i faith, and mm-hmm. um, interracial dating is very much encouraged. And, you know, just intermingling of cultures and that diversity, it's very beautiful. And so, you know, even growing up in the Baha'i community, I would see lots of different people and be exposed to all kinds of people. It's crazy. there's people out there listening who are like oh no she's definitely wrong and it's like you know uh, my thing is would you rather me be with somebody who I'm in love with or be with somebody just because we're the same race but I really don't like that person (laughs) or we really don't get along you know that just is just crazy to me it's like what you know but you know, some people, you know, they're, they're like that. And what would you suggest to resolve, like, that racial tension? Because it's usually in your family, you know, 
that's what right. starts out first. Like, is your family like, oh no, you know? So how do you, what what do you some suggestions or some things you use to resolve that if you were confronted by that? I think it's really about trying to get your family to get to know that person and to get to see what you see in them. You know, because there are some people who date other races for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Like if you're trying to marry somebody just so you can have lighter skinned kids, I don't think that's a valid reason to be dating somebody of another race. You know, and right. that's very problematic. Oh yeah. That's thinking, you know, but if you just happen to meet somebody you're attracted to that person and you love their qualities, you know, then their race, because it's different than yours, shouldn't be a discounting factor. Right. You know, and so I'd say to that person's family members that they just need to try to be as supportive as they can just of whoever that person loves. Right. And so basically just introduce them to the family or do you kind of warm them up first you know do you you say well guess what like guess who's coming to dinner or do you just invite them and don't tell them anything I mean what what would you do what would you suggest the first time I was going to meet my boyfriend's parents you know he told them I was black because they're like in their 70s living in South Carolina okay you know and so they kind of had that typical upbringing and there wasn't a lot of racial intermixing at all mm-hmm. you know his father's response was like oh goodness <laughs> oh wow <laughs> you know? and so, but once they met me and got to know me you know we all just get along really well and you know and I had some fears for me his parents yeah you know, yeah they might have ideas about me or you know not want to meet me uh-huh. but after everybody just kind of like that initial introduction you know we all love each other and Love to spend time together, and you know, so that's not even a, an issue anymore. Right. So basically, just stick to your guns and, and and don't worry about it, and be yourself. Because I feel there are yeah. some people out here who feel that they have to act a certain way or talk a certain way, you know, if, if they're meeting the parents, and it's like you know, just be yourself, because they're either going to accept you or they're not, you know. Um, but I, I feel there's a lot of people out here who are who are single who want to be with somebody, but they're just afraid, you know, because oh, what will my family think? Or you know, they're gonna cut me off and this and that. And it's like uh, I just wonder, you know, who should they reach out to in situations like that? Do you reach out to your significant other or do you you know um where, where would you where could they get support from put it that way well I know on Facebook and in some communities there's like support groups or you know people who are also in interracial relationships and you can go online and just be like man this is what happened oh, okay. I'm really upset about this situation and chances are there's somebody through it, you know, who can offer some words of support, and, you know, because these days, I've read, it's a lot more than just about being cut off from your family's money, or from them not having a relationship with you, you know, I've read about this one lady on Facebook who killed her daughter, because she was trying to date a, a black guy, 
Wow. You know, and so it's just like it's that deep for some people that they're really risking their lives to wow. be the person that they love. Wow. That's 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 crazy. But I, I believe it. I believe it. It's it's sad, but yeah, yeah true. Wow. That's the reality that we live in, unfortunately. Yeah, and you figure you know. this is like 2017. You figure by now, it, you know. But, you know, a lot of people are, are living, I would say, in the dark. And they would, if you told them that, they wouldn't. Oh, no, that didn't happen. Oh, yes, it did. It happens. Yeah. It's a lot, it's a, <laughs> and I think we live in two different worlds now. Right. You know, just kind of with some of the news cycles and with people just kind of trying to color other people's experiences and say, oh, you don't experience racism, or that didn't happen to you, or, you know, we had Barack Obama, and, and that was the, you know, epitome of everyone being equal, and right, know, right. we're doing just fine now. Yeah, and, and, and like what they and what they don't <laughs> what they don't realize is I I know for a fact that there were like a few black people that I know pers that I knew personally and met and were like oh you know America's not ready for a black president and I, and I just say well okay you're black and you're saying that that was mind blowing to me I'm saying yeah. okay well what makes you think that you know when when will we ever be ready I mean why does it have you know, and it, it was it was it was amazing how people said that, and I, I was like, "Wow!" You know, maybe from a other race, it was easy to accept, but I'm I'm telling you, it was a lot of black people that said, "Oh no, you know what? I don't think he's gonna, you know, he's not gonna win." So, well, he's not really serious about being president. I'm like, wow, wow. So, yeah. I mean, in the same thing uh, when Hillary ran, you know, I, I know a lot of women that say, oh, no, you know, America's not ready for a female president. And I, was, and I just couldn't understand, like, what is this? You know, and these are people with kids, you know. I'm like, so what are you telling your kids? So, you know, that's why I feel that, you know, we have to uh, instill something in the education system because... A lot of these things that are going on, you know, uh, because these kids are just, they just, they're blind. There's nobody talking to them and nobody, nobody for them to reach out to. And being that they, they spend so much time in school, what better place to at least make an attempt, you know? Um, Absolutely. Because, yeah, you got after school, you got camps and stuff, but there's somewhat control because the parent can just say, well, you're not going to go, you know? But most li- most likely they are going to go to school, you know. Um, you gotta go to school. You gotta, gotta go, go to school, right? Yeah. Exactly. And, you know about diversity mm-hmm. So now, at this point in your life, do you uh, feel that there will ever that there will ever be race equality in this world? equality one day and you know that's what I work towards and mm-hmm. even if it's just one person at a time for someone to say like oh well I, I never had black friends before or I never you know had white friends before I feel like it's through genuine friendships with people of different races different religions 
different orientations, you know, that we all kind of grow our worldview and we're able to more fully accept other people and fully love other people to where it's not just tolerance anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like a genuine desire for friendships with people of all different backgrounds and races and religions and orientations. Okay. All right. Now, um, you also do poetry as well, right? I do. Okay. Well, um, if you must, would you please <laughs> let us hear one? <laughs> hear, hear some of your work? Yes. I have a piece that I would like to do for you all called Down the Rabbit Hole. And this one I wrote when I was, I believe, a sophomore or a junior in high school. Here it goes. Trapped in something resembling a prison cell, something I manifested, something close to hell. It's getting darker in here. Time slips away. I can't tell. The beginning from the end in myself and blows jail. It's not my incarceration or even my situation. It's the fact that I've done this to myself and there seems to be nothing anyone can do to help. So I sit alone failing to help myself. I watch no self-reliance to cope with the defiance that comes with breaking my own rules. I've been plotting, planning, scheming, dreaming, dying for some resistance. Resistance of your insistence that I keep breathing even when I stop. Insistence that my heart's still beating even when it's not. Insistence that my lungs prevail but they just won't pull through. I'm writing my narrative now but the pages are blank like the chapters of my life filled with emptiness, creating the worst type of oxymoron. How can emptiness fill? I've been wondering that same thing for the entirety of my existence. I've been plotting, planning, scheming, dreaming, dying for some resistance. They tell me who the hell I'm supposed to be and somehow I'm caught between these analogies like the words that never left my mouth because I was too busy choking on them. Contemplating the state of the world or lack thereof in my blurred state of consciousness, I'm waiting to break in, shut down, put down, sit down, planning, planning, scheming, dreaming, dying for some resistance. I'm waiting for someone to fight back with me, take names with me, and tear the system down with me. Or maybe I need someone to do that for me too. Since before I was born, there was no insistence upon my independence within these metaphors. Since before I came to know myself, shutting out all else. Even the light cast by the Son of Truth was lost to my eyes. And in my weakness, I cried. And in my suffering, I denied the pain of feeling broken. And if you can break me down now, then surely I am glad. But the last year of friends is where our story begins with I was chasing anomaly down the rabbit hole. And I attempted that whole story, including the Queen of Hearts. But I can't remember how it began, when it ended, where it starts. So I found myself breaking down after the first two lines of the minds of my mind and festival. TNT. I'm going to pull somebody up, now realizing that somebody was me. And we all had dreams in the beginning, or a plan per se, but that's just what we used to fill the empty spaces after time erased us and chased us down the rabbit hole. Thank you so much, DJ Opus, for having me on. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and that was beautiful. Thank you so much. All right, you've heard it from O'Neill, straight out of Charleston. And we'll hopefully hear some more poems from her in the future. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Good All night, right. everybody. All right, thanks. <laughs> okay, listeners, please stay tuned. We're going to take a pause for the cause, and we'll be right back to Whose World Is It? KEPXRadio.com, Soul Express.
Alright folks, that concludes my interviews for today. But don't change the station, because I'm going to end it with one of my mixes of yours truly, DJ Opus of J&J Entertainment. If you need to get in contact with me, dial 407-222-9608. And next week, I'll have Chapter 2 of Women's Perspective. So I'll see you Sunday In your pregnancy, about to have my seed. Let's take it back some years, rewind it to the happy years. You and your Star Trek fam, I'm thinking you cats are weird. Same time, different, yeah. I was digging your flow. Then I tatted you on my arm, so this would know. I thought no one could stop us. Matching gold watches. I was your Johnny Depp. You was my Janice Joplin. Yet the cuter version. Yet I knew you personally better than you knew yourself. And I know this for certain crib in a Dominican. We got away from everybody. You screaming at the racist cops in Miami was probably the holiday of my life. Like, hi, yo, look at my wife, gangster. Me and 20 cops about to fight. Crazy night. Bailed you out next morning. We got clean like it never happened. And later we had that heat game. Just another day in the life of two people in love. But it wasn't enough. So, baby, guess what? I guess you knew it blew a good thing. Baby. Bye, baby. Divorce lawyer telling you how this thing gonna be ending Would you paying out the And I'm talking half Not some but half No, serious half Half of your soul, half of your heart you leaving behind It's either that or die I wanted peace of mind And all I seen was suckers, cowards Under they breath saying why the nines trust her But look at yourself, speak louder bruh You live with your baby moms And scared to make an honest woman out of her And make her your bride fake if you ain't even a lie At least I can say I tried Plus enjoyed the ride Plus we got our little boy, my little joy and pride We got my nose, my grill, your color, your eyes Next go round, I hope I pick the truest type And watch me do it all again, it's a beautiful life Alright, goodbye Bye baby
everybody say I'm tripping. Now I'm talking dirty, but my lips so clean. I'm about it like a bumper car sticker. Better make a smile when you see that big pull up. Money don't make me happy, and a fella can't make me fancy. We're smiling for a whole nother reason. It's all smiles through all four seasons. Shining, 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 yeah.
know nobody, always on the fucking job. I got no hobbies, got the city fucking with me, cause I'm home. Grown vibing, not more than my phone. No, leave me alone, me on my own, no. Look, I cut the bit off like an edit. My daddy a G is genetics. I heard your new is pathetic. Your contrast should be shredded. To my dogs on a private jet from the public house, and I kept a G, yeah, 1,000. Click stars, that like the Paramount money. Everything I do is righteous, betting on me is the right risk, even in the in crisis, I'm never on some switching sides. I switch gears to the night shift, blacking out because I'm enlightened. God talks to me in silence, but I hear him every time, man. Thank you, God. God bless you. Thank Last you. Last so night took an L, but tonight I bounce back. Wake up every morning, by the night I count stacks. Knew that I was real when I hit it, bounce back. You ain't getting checks. Last night took an L, but tonight I bounce back. Boy, I've been broke as hell. Catch the check and bounce back. D Town LAX, every week I bounce back. Look, I woke up in beast mode with my girl that's beauty in the beast though. Been side fight these niggas sleep though. Only thing that sold out is the sea stone. God dare you stand before me and I respect my authority. If you f my glory, I'ma drop the L and get gory. I done did everything except worry. Hella drama, my life story. Faith of a mustard seed, I kept growing. I knew that this life was meant for me. People change up more than wishing wells. Karma come around, I wish well. Living like I'm on a limitless pill, I kill the scene like I'm Denzel. Crazy like my jacket strapped up. I don't act, but I act up. Brown paper bag like the lunch packed up. Back, 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 back up. I'ma need like 10 feet or get stomped out with 10 feet. I'ma always lose my temper. You cannot count to 10 me. If I lose one, I bounce back like two, three, deal with four, five. Seen courtrooms and court size. Ain't too many seen both sides. What you know? I'm taking back control. The underdog just turned into the wolf and the hunger steady grows. Yeah, I call shots while you call off. Never taking some more fall off. When you stay that committed to it, you just fall down and never fall off. So last night took a L, but tonight I bounce back. Wake up every morning, by the night I count stacks. Knew that I was real when I hit it, bounce back. You ain't getting checks. Last night took a L, but tonight I bounce back. Boy, I've been broke as hell. Catch the check and bounce back. D Town LAX, every week I bounce back. If you a real one, then you know how to bounce back. Bounce back, bounce, 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 bounce,
fresh type of flow. Miss Icicle, ride by bicycle. Come true, yo. Get you this type of flow. If you wanna manage, I gotta try stuck out. All these clothes, it's my mini me. Body smoking, so they call me Young Nicky Chimney. Rappers and they feelin' since they feelin' me. I give zero folk, and I got zero chillin' me. Kissin' me, pop the blue box, I say Tiffany. Curry with the shot, just tell them to call me Stephanie. Gun pop, and I make my gun pop. I'm the queen of rap, young Ariana Run Pop. Keep talking way too much. Say I should give them up. Can't hear them, no, cause I. Are you, 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 are you,
dancing naked in my living room. She straight out of college, just turned 22. Girl, get your money up. I ain't even mad at you. Got you all on me, making these noise, catching attitude. Tell her no started. My number is retarded. The judge in the sentence. I got a good lawyer. I got a few girls on the way. Baby girl, you ain't leaving. It's my birthday with the cake. So get up and let me eat it. Put up on your I think I deserve a toast. Yo, yo. Shout out to my team. We, we, we be out here doing the most. Girl, come to my place. I don't bring no clothes. No. Let's get dirty, baby. Baby, drop it low. I pop a band on it. Baby, been eating the weeders. All in the bag. This in the cast. Meet me if you need it. I got a few girls on the way. Baby, girl, you ain't leaving. It's my birthday with a cake. Look it up, let me eat it. Pull up on your We just got out of jail Flying in my Rari like a bat that just flew out of hell I'm from the east of ATL but balling in the Cali Hills Your mama booty booming, that moving and she standing still I know these bitches choosing me but I got 80 on me still I'm trying to fuck who trying to chill cause I'm just trying to pay some bills I'm on time me and all the flood this watch it cost a quarter L Just look at me and look at them I smashed her on my first attempt Like Scarface, the world is mine You should read the blog So either you gonna take a ride or you gonna stay with him Cause I got places I can be I get your work time to see Gucci, CB, VIP, so fuck them niggas Look at me Wall up on you
And only caught a buzz And if that label try to stop me They gon' be some crazy Weezy fans waiting in the lobby No like
touch a milli. I wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna know. They stack them blue hundreds till they touch the ceiling. I wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna know. They cover Panamera, Goofy, Panoramic. I wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna know. What it feel like for me to touch a milli? I wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna know. And transform that to a block And take a hammer to that And now you got you some rock And hand in hand with the things Right outside on the block Keep your eyes open for cops Watch out for they plot Try to turn you to a drop And bust your ass like a thot Just keep your mind on the rock And keep your eyes on the block If he this was smuggin' Then you put his mind on the dot 30 hang out my Glock I got that dope in my sock The only time you see us sprintin' Bumpin' the cops, but besides all that, it's about that milli, man. No matter how it get it, just go get it, man. What it feel like for me to touch a milli? I wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna know. Just stack them blue hundreds till they touch the ceiling. I wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna know. The cover Panamera, Goofy Panoramic. I wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna know. What it feel like for me to touch a milli? I wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna know. If you be R O K E, you can stay the f around me. I got D O P E C O K E. Get it for the low 'cause it's cheap. I knock your top off like a Jeep. Make it drop off like a cliff. About to make it pop off with your. My pockets got the first to the fifth. I got a disco with my fist. A lot of out here looking like slaves. Glock nine ripping out like a page. About to close curtains on the motherfucking stage. Whoa. Leather my pants, Beretta my nine, and freeze up my neck. Activate bricks, make her take trips, hook up your set. Got messed through that rich time, got accuracy like Rich Gannon. Play with me, it ain't safe for me. Point blank range with this fist cannon. Sacking off goofy till I start wilding out like Nick Cannon. I was just a little dirty from the projects I had Nick's with. What it feel like for me to touch a milli? I wanna know, I wanna know, I wanna know, I wanna know. Just stack them blue hundreds till they touch the ceiling. I wanna know, I wanna know, I wanna know, I wanna know. The cover Panamera, Goofy Panoramic. I wanna know, I wanna know, I wanna know, I wanna know. What it feel like for me to touch a milli? I wanna know, I wanna know, I wanna know. Toes in my Rolls Royce, Rolex in my face, oyster. Red light on my cell phone, being dead broke, that's straight torch. Bending corners, I get rim. Fat boy going get here. All I wanted was a meal ticket. Free lunch, now we rich kids. Post bomb, put the house up. Double in, we been bout some. Tony Draper, that day one. Get your heads up when that drop coming. Castro, the young dictator. Rob me, get flipped later. Baby girl, this fast money, come me, get a flick later. Autographs for the kids only. Big beams, them rims on it. Staircase, two meal on it. Pick a trap, deal on it. Buy a crib, pay the bills on it. Bad, time to pimp on it. Her foot hurt, tell a limp on it. Bail out, let's sip on it. What it feel like for me to touch a milli? I wanna know, I wanna know, I wanna know, I wanna know. Just stack them blue hundreds till they touch the ceiling. I wanna know, I wanna know, I wanna know, I wanna know.
cuffs in the backwoods smoke Me and mom in the shack in the woods, bro I was sleeping on the floor with the oven door open While I dreamt about the places that I would go We'll go door to door to door all day We'll begging them to lay up in their fall, yeah I was sitting with the hookers in the motel hallway Waiting on a blind audition like it's Broadway Now these matters looking like a fleet of foxes Rat Pack, Chief of Stad like Sinatra Eat, drink, swank, that's the mantra Better stand when I speak, fix your posture Chief, don't run, baby, where the popper Wanted me to be a lawyer, engineer, doctor The new godfather, keep your old mobsters Matter of fact, you can keep your old Oscars It's the mind never dies now I'm on a yacht with a prince in Dubai now I'm with the Dalai Lama's homies in the sky lounge Cocktails got me loosening my tie now They're saying proper never honored in his homeland Welcome to your funeral. It's my time, hit the gong out here. They gonna need to build a bigger wall out here. I live a different set of laws out here Know my rights even when I'm in the wrong out here Look what we did with one song out here Like a locksmith opened every door out here You're dealing with a king, not a Kong out here You a pawn, but we can get along out here You in my house acting too free though We know you found two free throws Cheapy cheapy in a new cheap cloak I ain't even said a word but my suit be spoke I got a new agenda that I gotta carry through Welcome to your burial. J&J Entertainment. 